this stuff again in the back room and do that shit nice quiet day oh my god hopefully no rainstorms today that'd be nice yeah that'd um, be great one of my buddies jeff pennington who's this brilliant artist uh had posted this thing on twitter about how like it was like it's like a story basically is you know how much does a children's illustrator uh children's book illustrator cost and um i was like huh you know, like, I kind of read through the story. And basically it was like, you know, to illustrate a, a children's storybook, they paid, like, an artist, like, 500 bucks. And then as perks, you know, they'll sell you, you know, as the artist who drew the frickin' book. Yeah. Um, they'll sell you copies at cost and let you sell it and keep all the profit. And then uh, they'll also, like, like, they'll talk about you to all their friends. And they'll yeah. recommend you. Uh, and it's like, yeah, but you're still paying somebody shit when you, you know, like paying somebody 500 bucks when you're going to turn around and make, you know, a crap load of money off of this. Right. You know, and it's not always true. There are situations where, like, the writer's going to get, like, you know, you know, like a chump change too. Like, like if it's for, like, a big, big company. Right. You know, but if you're the creator of it, you know, and you have a friend that illustrates it and you pay them good money, that's what you should be doing. You know, I mean, Writing and illustrating, they should kind of go hand in hand. Yeah. And not just promote each other, but they should be, you know, banking together. Because it's, it's a, you know, you can be the best writer in the world, but if your illustrator is crap, it's just not going to sell. Right. You know, and vice versa. You can have the, you know, we've seen that with Marvel and DC plenty of times where they've had brilliant freaking artists and the storyline suck balls, yeah. you know? <laughs> yeah. And you're like, this is so good. It looks so good. And it's shit. Yeah. It's a giant... You know. Well, we had that problem with uh, the Star Wars comics, and the illustrator was just copying movie frames, but the stories were all right. We were like, fuck, like, I don't even want to read this anymore, because the writing, I mean, the writing is good, it's just I got to read it alongside these copied frames mm -hmm. right from the movie. Like, you're looking at Han Solo standing there in, in like, some random bar, but, like, the face is the face he made when he was in a Stormtrooper outfit on the Death Star... And he was like yelling to Chewy or something, and it's like you know those faces from somewhere. It's just the 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 illustrator was really just copying like actual movie stills, and it's like that guy has no shame either too. Like I saw that guy like literally put himself into a Star Wars comic from an Instagram photo of himself. He copied an Instagram photo of himself into... Yeah, he became Silo. That's right. I, yeah. was, I was reading about that the other day. Um, oh, God. What the hell was his name? I forget what his name is. God. But he's... Yeah, no, he's the joke. He's, like, 
he's a reason he's the reason a lot of people stopped reading the Marvel Star Wars series. But that's all it takes though as a as a illustrator or a writer that doesn't Oh, that's a Salvador La Roca. Yes. He was um he actually got accused recently as well of tracing fan made models. Oh and, no. Yeah, so you know I mean, he was he was heavily criticized for his uh, excessive use of photo referencing, which you know, basically, like you're looking at you're reading a comic, and all of a sudden you turn a page, and, and if you've watched these movies more than twice, you've memorized you some know of the scenes. these yeah. scenes. So like you're like, okay, that's Han saying I know, but they, it's not the scene that the context of what's yeah. happening is not the same. No, it's instead it's him yelling at the rebel soldiers to go yeah. do this, or maybe it's him ordering a drink, like. They, you can't take a, an iconic scene or iconic character and just trace their face and stick it in there. Right. But he did that, and another artist did that recently, too. Um, the Marvel Comics Star Wars Allegiance series got yeah. accused of tracing fan models for the Mon Calamari fleet artwork. Oh, this came out no. in 2019. This was a while ago. Um, but apparently they did it... Uh, there's a panel scene during an escape depicting the entirety of the fleet provided by the Mon Calamari's um, apparently, it was traced from models created by Alberto Melkor, Ruiz Ant, uh, I'm not going to say it's right, Ruiz Anton, the owner and artist of Mel Miniatures, who specializes in creating 3D printed models uh, for the Star Wars Miniatures tabletop game. And apparently, like legit, some <laughs> some of the A wings, X wings, and transport cruisers had peg holes. Oh no! <laughs> On the bottom, they were <laughs> so like not, literally so stolen. This is an asshole who didn't even bother to look at the design of the ships. He just traced it exactly. So n- you know, not knowing so that that hole was that not the supposed- peg hole was part of the ship yeah, design. Yep. That's horrible. That's pretty shit. Oh my! That's God. bad. I mean, every artist to a degree will you know will trace at some point. Not necessarily if somebody else's design. But a maybe lot of the like, time, it's their own stuff. Well, their own, yeah, like if it's a tree in the background or something yeah. for a scene they're doing over and over. But to just blatantly trace somebody else's shit and then not give them credit for it, or, you know. That's horrible. It's just, it's garbage, you know. And it's just like, you know, it's it's a rough gig, I think, being an artist. I mean, my wife's yeah. gotten people approach her, hey, you know, would you be interested in doing a project or whatever, yada, yada. You know, and we've gone and like Googled them, you know, mm-hmm. or talked to other artists, and the artists talk to each other, and they'll be like, "Don't work for them. They did this, this, and this," you know, or they just don't pay you, right? You know, or they, if they pay you, they'll say, "Okay, yeah," but in the contract, it's like, "Yeah, your payment's going to be free copies of the comic," right? Like that's not what I want. I don't want free copies of the comic. I want to pay my rent. <laughs> you know, like it's that's true. That's very true. You know, so I mean, it's it's, it's a shit thing to do. Uh, to like to cut the illustrators out, you know, and just like yeah, basically just shortchange them, you know, and that's always happened. I think uh, from certain companies, especially once once they get bigger, and the bigger name artists can kind of afford to let that slide here and there. Mm-hmm. But they, then once their names are really out there, they can be like, you know, no, this is my contract deal, right? But if you're a little, you know, little artist who doesn't really have a name for themselves, you can't really put your foot down and say, yeah. We're going to do it this way. This is my contract. I want this amount of money or a percentage. Yeah, like you don't have the negotiation leverage. And if, if it's Marvel or DC or Disney, you're not getting a percentage of shit. No. It's just not going to no. happen. That's not how the, the art world works right now. So, you know, if you're an indie comic well, developer I, I know, or owner, uh, you know, it works I, out better. 
I wonder how Stegman did with the Venom run because he did one of the best. He illustrated one of the best Venom comic runs ever. Like he did the whole thing with uh, I forget who the writer was, but it was phenomenal. Hello, Ryan. I sat next to Ryan. We talked to Ryan a lot actually uh, about three or four years ago. Yeah. Um, at the con, we were you know. Jim Toe and Ryan and uh, Kelly and I were all like right by each other. We, yeah. we gave each other shit, you know. Yeah. And uh, Jim's hilarious. Jim lives in Royal Oak, actually. Yeah. Um, really sweet dude, Jim Toe. Really good artist. But Ryan, Ryan showed up like he just had a backpack and a suitcase, and he just quickly drew an illustration and taped it up. Like he, didn't, you know, he had a sign, I think, and he had, I don't remember if he put it up or he was like, I don't give a damn. Yeah. But he's just like he's busy as shit. Yeah. But he's also very chill about a lot of crap, too, where he's just like, I don't give a damn. Whatever. Right, you right. Know? And he's so sought after now, though, I think he can like kind of afford to have well, a mentality, you know, which is I, good. I really think that Venom thing was a big boost for him because he, like, if you look at, like, Marvel comics and, and events recently, as far as ratings goes, the, the Carnage event was, like, one of the biggest events Marvel's had in, like, the last five, ten years. And, like... Then they merged that into the whole King and Black thing with Null, the symbiote god, and he was still kind of doing stuff during that. They can't, they passed some stories off to other uh, illustrators or whatever, but he did a lot of those stories in that time. And if you look at the art on some of these things, like it's like his his signature art style to Marvel is like if you took what Marvel's illustration already was and then made it a bit more like metal like it, it was so sweet how he would make venom look like in combat like you would see his like like the symbiote would be flying off of himself because like venom's in such a rage that like when he's going to punch somebody you see like tendrils popping off because oh, he's Jesus. ready to like lunge at that dude like he, he added a lot to the to the the character of venom just through art like it's awesome but I'm sure that afforded him a lot of uh, new opportunities, like just just by being a part of that. They just ended that Venom run, I think, at 200. At uh, yeah, I think it was number 200 was the one they said they were gonna stop at. Stegman and the writer they agreed on it, but uh, I mean he's got. I'm sure he's got big things ahead of him. You don't just do one of the biggest comic event uh, things in like recent history and then just not get another opportunity after that to do something great. Yeah, Ryan's got a, um, he's got a podcast as well. Really? <laughs> Which I did not, he calls himself uh, Ryan Venomboy Stegman. It's, it's a, <laughs> Venom he lives boy. in Troy, so he's actually really not too far from us and Jim, you know. Yeah. So. I mean, this, the artist community around here is very, um, pretty tight. Yeah. You know, like guys like Ryan, where they, they travel, all the time, you know, all over the place, and Jim to a degree too. Jim Toe, you know, was traveling. Yeah. You know, like it's it's difficult for them to kind of hook up with the local community after a while. It's not that they're being stuck up about it; they just they they're just not around a lot on the weekends. You know, during right. the week they're working, and the you know, or at cons, and then on the weekend they're at cons. So, right. You know, it becomes a little difficult, I think, um, in the long run for them to get their. <laughs> To basically get their shit together well, and hang out, but you know, which is okay. I mean, you get it. Like those of us that know them know that they're not being jerks. They're just, you know. Yeah. Well, yeah. I think it's funny though. Like you got how many thousands, if not millions, and millions of artists out there that would love to do all this stuff, and you know, we see Ryan's work, and it's and it proves to be fruitful for him 
and it does very well and he gets to be a part of this run for marvel for years, years and it's yeah. and it's like that's awesome and you know he's going to get more opportunities because because of it you know marvel's probably taking care of him because of how well received they are well you know what they um, you know taking care of basically means like just they'll, enough they'll pick, they'll pick you up at the airport and they'll pay for your yeah, hotel right with cons it's like right. <laughs> but they'll take care of you more than most oh, no. artists will get taken care of oh plenty oh no yeah that happens all the time like with the, they're like you know you'll have this artist like with a big banner you know like one of our one of our good friends is like he's got a banner. It's like IDW, Marvel, yada yada. You know yep. all the Disney, and he still and gets he pennies still, and nickels. Oh, he still has to pay for his hotels. Oh he's no, got to, you know he has to pay for his own rides. Doesn't you know? Sometimes they'll put up a they'll they'll fly you places, but everything else is on you. Like the artists, you know, they don't get taken care of that much. Yeah, you know, I'm sure that happens to Ryan all the time too. They're like, yeah. I feel like that's one of the negatives to entertainment industries as a whole because there's too many hands in the same pots. Oh yeah, like. Oh, yeah. How many people have to get paid for one Marvel comic to get released? Well, think about it this way, too. Like, think about a, something like The Muppet Show. Like, yeah. you know Jim Henson? Yeah. And that's, like, the only name that really sticks out. All the puppeteers for that for 20, 30 years, like Frank Oz, mm-hmm. who, you know, worked constantly to, like, to perform constantly every night, filming, filming, filming to do this stuff. How many of them, like, are unknown to probably get paid, like, you know, minimum wage or something? Right. You know, and they're, like, a part of our history. Yeah. A part of our childhoods. You know, some some dude sitting there, you know, making Kermit talk or make, you know, like, like for years. I mean, obviously, obviously that was Jim. But, like, you know, in general, like, Fozzie and stuff like that. And, like, some of them, they're down there, like, do 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 You know, you don't know who they are. Right. You know, and they're, like, I bet you when they go on trips or something like that for anything, like, they're paying their own way. Right. It's because the studios are, like, you're not the star. Right, you're not the well-known name, so we don't give a crap. Right. By the way, look look at my new Benz. <laughs> right, right, literally, literally. But they, uh, yeah, it's like you know, you see Timothy Zahn at a at a con, and he's sitting there alone, and no one's coming up to him, and you're like, dude, does anybody even know? Yeah, like, like does anybody know are? that he's responsible for like half the really cool concepts and stories that people love from Star Wars that weren't part of the movies, like. Like, if you look at all of the EU of, of Star Wars, like, what Zahn contributed is at least, I'd say, half of the best stories. Oh, I'm sure. Of, of the EU. Oh, yeah, totally. And it's like, there, oh, was, yeah. there were hundreds of people writing books for the EU. Most of them were just trying to put their own stamp to Star Wars, and it just didn't work out that well. But, like... It's like, they're all, like, like I, I imagine them being, like, Stewart from Mad TV. Look what I can do. Right. Right. <laughs> Look what I can do. Stuart, Stuart right. draw Boba Fett like this. Right. Draw him like this. Look what I can do. See? <laughs> but, like, that man added stuff. Like, a lot of really cool concepts. He added, you know, the whole Thrawn trilogy. He added the freaking... He created Mara Jade. Mara Jade. Didn't he? Yeah. he didn't like Mara Jade. Yeah. But he did create her, yeah. and she's she has a huge following of, of fans. But um, then he did the Clone Saga, not for me. I think that's one of the dumbest stories in all of Star Wars. Um, the one where like there was the clone Luke. Lu- oh, Luke. L-U-U-K. Yeah. And then Luke had to <laughs> fight him. And then there, was, then there was the old man that was like, he, he was like he was more capable Palpatine. Oh, Joris Saiboth, right? Was that who that's I, I think that's what his name that, was. That's in the, yeah, the Dark Empire trilogy. Yeah. yeah. He was like a clone of um, the Jedi, Dar- or, or Joris Saiboth, who in the uh, the history of Star Wars, like he was part of this um, great galactic outreach thing. Really, they, they basically, they took a bunch of uh, 
I forget the type of cruisers. What were those cruisers that they were looking for? The Katana fleet. Yep. Um, basically, they took these cruisers, not from the Katana fleet, but that style of cruiser. Yeah, that style. Somebody's sitting here screaming right now, I'm not the Katana! <laughs> ah, it's got the clamshell front! Um, so basically, they took um, like three or four of those cruisers, maybe six, and they strapped them around a the center uh, pylon, and they used those as like a propellant for the ship, and they basically were going extra galactic. Like, there was, beyond the outer rim... And beyond the galaxy, there was that void where nobody had been to. And to get to the next area where there was any stars even was a really long way. Oh and uh, so they, they had a few Jedi on there and some, some people. And Drew Saiboth was on there. And I don't know, the way the, it was explained was like he wanted totalitarian control of it. Yep. You know, and all that, whatever. And then uh, the Emperor had Thrawn go and attack it and destroy it or something like that. And so Saiboth died. But the Emperor took his DNA and made a clone of him, but the clone was nuts. Mm-hmm. So after the Emperor died, he was like, you know, left basically to guard the Emperor's storehouse, and he went even more crazy. It's, uh, but that's, yeah, so he's like, the, in that book series, like, Luke meets this old Jedi, quote-unquote, and the dude's nuts. He uses, like, force lightning, kill, you know. Yeah, <laughs> right. That's insane. But that's, that series is amazing, you know. I could have done without the... The Luke clone, but you know the Luke clone was just the biggest turnoff to me. It's just like, you know, you you're going off the idea that his hand fell down the shaft on Cloud City, some bad guy on Cloud City, which wasn't even completely occupied yet. Yeah, got a hold of it, and then cloned a whole new Luke just from the hand, <laughs> and that clone was like, kind of slow. But also equally capable and evil. Yeah, like and well, and then the Timothy, the Timothy Zahn series. Yeah, like I, they never really explained where, side where the Emperor got that hand. Like who got the hand for the Emperor? Right, like who, who did that? that? I mean, like was it like, like some random uh, little ugnot, like one of them midget? Because uh, now you got workers. Now you got what, um, Mas. Kanata, right? Tanata. Yep. So, like, so the new, she, did she, she go get his hand? Like, pick his hand up well, and throw I, it away? I want to say they, they, they gave her a comic story where she got the hand from um, somebody. Like, somebody gave it to her. They thought it would be worth to her. Oh. Okay. And yeah, I think you're right. And it was, yeah. I think it was like a, a scavenger or something on Cloud City, and they were like, they were like, huh, like. This, this uh, like a hand in the in the conveyor belt. There's a, there's a bunch of like car parts and like random. <laughs> there's a bunch of random garbage here. Why is there a hand here? What the hell? And then like somebody there, I guess, understood through like the force or some dumb like <laughs> blanket explanation that it was in fact like somebody important's hand. And I think she kind of got it off of that person. I don't know how, but I, I, I want to say they gave her that story like a couple years ago. Um, but it's, it, yeah, it's just strange because with that comes, well, because the lightsaber was still holding in in his yeah, hand. It was still, yeah, it was still so, in his hand. So yeah. like they found all that. They were like, huh, like <laughs> this, this lightsaber has to be important too. I wonder whose hand just got ripped off. That's like <laughs> that's it's kind of fucked up, but I mean, it's uh, it, it, I'm glad they gave a a canon explanation with the new stuff. Um, the old explanation was just, oh well, he has it. 
Yeah, it was not. <laughs> it was like, oh, genius. Top tier writing. Top tier writing. Good job, boys. But yeah, these writers, like, the writers and the authors, they don't, they're not authors, the writers and the uh, the artists, they, a lot of them just, they don't get shit if they're working for a big company. Sometimes yeah. they make, you know, buco bucks, but like, you know, voice performmers, they seem to make pretty good, depending yeah. on what, what show you're in, but you know, you're working Well, a really lot of hard. those people you notice too, though, they'll do a lot. Like, oh, constantly. They'll oh, yeah. Ha- they'll have a different show, like, every week, like, that they're recording for. Like, um... Especially, like, when you look at cartoons and, and gaming, those two fields, like, the voice actors that go studio to studio just recording, recording, recording all the time. Like, you gotta think, like, they probably lose, like, three quarters of their year to voice acting, like... Oh, I'm sure. You know? You know, but the nice thing about the voice acting, I mean, from what I've seen other celebrities talk about, they're like, you know, the best part about it is, you know, you're not going into makeup. Yeah. You just, you know, you're not doing anything. You're going, like, one day, maybe two days... Recording a crap load of stuff. Yeah, you do like and a then, thousand lines, and yeah, then you're just done. and then you're done. Yeah, and the th- and then like, you know, like a year later, it's like almost like a movie in a weird way though. Like a, a year later, like it comes out and people are like, "Hey, you're in this," and you're like, "Oh, I did. Oh, that's right. Yeah, yeah." <laughs> you know, which is kind of cool in its own way. But uh, yeah, we were. <laughs> I was on the uh, internet today on a different track. Yeah, um, and like. I was on where is that? I was on Twitter, and I noticed these. Those, have you noticed a prolifer a, a ridiculous amount of those fake game ads now, where like it shows like you know a guy solving a puzzle to get treasure, you know, and that's yep. like the ad. But then the actual game itself is nothing like that at all. No, yeah, like, it doesn't exist in the there's game. A, there's a lot of those. Yeah, it's there's weird. a lot of those. Like constantly. So you know, a lot of people are doing now is they're hijacking that, and they're posting links to their. Uh, their work <laughs> there's like a ton of <laughs> artists and writers and like I, with the, like podcasters and stuff that are like I'm gonna put a link to my latest episode on there you know because yep. they know like like hundreds of millions of people are gonna see that freaking ad yeah <laughs> you know so I did it with the podcast with our last episode I put a link to it on there you know yeah and I got a million like tons of clicks oh my god <laughs> that's funny I'm like oh my god that's hilarious whether it translates into you know listeners or not is, is another story but no but that's hilarious pretty funny you know, and I'm sure Twitter's like, you know, like yeah. the ad companies, but you know, lying to, lying to get your crap, somebody to buy your crap is horrifying. You know, it's like you know that it's got to be somebody who was like an ad guy or a marketing guy in the '70s, you know, uh-huh. or, or '80s. It was like we can just do whatever we want, right? Yeah, no shit, right? But nowadays, like people are wise to it, and you know, within like minutes, or somebody going, yeah, it's clickbait. Don't click it. <laughs> yeah, you know, it's funny. Um, there was an ad. For a like a mobile game, like it was like a basketball game, that like it wasn't that long ago uh, that we saw it, but we we turned like my my brother got the ad to pop up because he was like, dude, you got to see this ad. We were like, what's going on? And he was like, it's just a basketball game, but like pay attention. He he gets the ad. He's like, yo, hey, get in here. <laughs> he like pauses it. I'm like. <laughs> Paused an ad like what? He was like, "Yeah, dude, this thing is rare. I almost never get this ad." We came in and the the ad is playing one of my dad's songs as an instrumental. Uh, and he's like, "You motherfucker, your dad, you dirty motherfucker." Your like, dad did that? Yeah, oh yeah, yeah, I'm sure he's he, pissed. He's like, "Man, I'm getting my lawyer on the phone because uh-huh. how much money did you make off of new people coming to this game off of my song?" He was like, "Man, I'm about to take your whole app." <laughs> <laughs> he was, but he like he had his lawyer up, and they were like, 
It's either one of two things. You either give us a bunch of money or you just drop that ad entirely. Yeah. And he was, they were like, we'll just drop that. It's okay. But they should still have to pay him, though. Well, it's, they did use it, and they whatever money they made they up used until that it, point. But it, the thing is, at that point, it's like you got to take them to court for damages. Oh yeah, it's and it's like the process for that stupid. <sighs> so it's yeah. He was like, rather than follow a actual lawsuit, like, like how much money would they really have made off of that? You know, and yeah, like how do you prove that they made? this much money like you can look at like quarterly money gains or whatever based yeah. on like advertisement newcomers or yeah. whatever but yeah. like even so you got to attribute that to the song that's going to be a reach for a judge true 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 but yeah he was like he was like what the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> he was going off i could not imagine <laughs> it was so funny somebody like like taking like, they just blatantly took it. Like his he, music. <laughs> they oh, just blatantly took it. But I'm sure that happens all the time, though. I mean, I mean, people just don't catch it. I mean, Kelly. Uh, I remember years ago. It was like five years ago. Um, like I was working at Starbucks. Like we're talking, like you know, God, this must have been like 2004. Freaking uh, Metro Times. Like somebody had left a Metro Times uh, magazine sitting out on the table at, at work and. On the front, another front, like another front page, but like second or third page, was a full page ad using my wife's one of my wife's artwork pieces as the background. Oh. It was like some local band or something or some. No, it was a venue, and I'm like, what the? Fu-? So I, I called her and she saw it. She went and picked one up, and she's like, what the? Fu-? So we called the people, and they were like, oh, uh, we thought we had permission to use this from the artist. And she's like, well, I'm the artist, and nobody asked my permission to use this, so what are you doing? And they were like, oh, and the ad disappeared, but they were all apologetic about it. Yeah. Yada, you know, she's like, she's like, you know, they're like, well, what do you want? The ad's already out. Yada, yada. She's like, well, you can, you know. Be, pay me. You can pay me, or I'll take you to court. You know, and we were kind of bluffing at the time, because we yeah. didn't have two pennies to scratch together. I mean, you know, but. Yeah, but they they don't want to have to deal with nope. any of that anyway, nope. so, so they, they'll just pay you. They they cut her a check, I want to say, for like you know whatever amount of money, you know, and uh, so that was that. And that's but it's just like you gotta you can't just use people's shit right without their permission. Yeah, no, that's you like know? I mean but even you're literally the, taking someone's copyright. But like even with their permission, it's tricky. Scandroid, who used to do our opening song, um, they all of a sudden started flagging our our episodes with copyright yeah shit. and it's not necessarily them all yeah. the time it's like it's, their management or their if they're assigned to a label like they can say yes all they want yeah the label will and i got with them on it, and it took them a long time to get back to me and one one of the people that runs their media was like well email me we'll get this sorted out and i emailed him and he never got back to me and this Great. Like a month. so I, I dropped by that point i had already dropped the the song off of our Opening stuff like on on SoundCloud and stuff, it's still there a bit. But anything I upload to YouTube now, I just use a different. I, I had to go right, back. Right, I had to go back and change the segments, the opening yep. and closing music to it, which sucked, which is annoying. So, not that we upload shit. On yeah, YouTube, sometimes YouTube, anyway, YouTube yeah. auto checks for it on behalf of the labels too. Yeah, yeah. So it's like it's if, like how do you even like say no? No, I have permission. You know, I mean, I can screenshot the text all I want, but it doesn't make any difference. Right. It doesn't make two two little bits of difference. But now you know we use that uh, grateful song yep. by Nefex, which is really good actually. Yeah. You know, I mean, and it's free free to use. He has advertised all over his site. This song's free to use, no copyright. You know, you can use it all you want. Yada yada yada. You know, and because he did that, we're able to use it. You know. I mean, I'd love to have our own unique piece of music. And our, one of our friends, Eric, wrote one for it and stuff. You know, so we we'll rotate here and there. But 
If you have a piece of music you would like us to use, please email us at don'tfeedaftermidnight at protonmail.com. <laughs> or hit me up on Twitter, which is probably, you know, you're going to get a hold of me better. Um, we've got, like, what what do we have coming out in the next, like, year, even before December? Like, we have nothing coming until well, we Spider-Man, right? No, we got a lot. Yeah. We got a lot. You sure? Yeah. I think you're wrong. Next week is Suicide Squad. I don't pay attention to anything, so I'm assuming you're wrong. <laughs> I've been so busy at work, I don't look at anything anymore. And because I don't have broadcast TV, I see no commercials. <laughs> yep. Um, next week is Suicide Squad. Mother- James Gunn's Suicide Squad. I can't wait to see that. I love James I've Gunn. I've seen it's already, like, from the previews, it's already the highest rated uh, DC movie. And his brother, by the way, who... Sean. Sean, who was Sean Gunn, who was in, you know, Guardians and all of it. The nicest dude in the world. Like I bumped, I literally, literally bumped into him at Motor City Comic Con at the bar afterwards. Where you know, where everybody, you've been there. Where yeah. everybody hangs out and drinks next. Yeah. You know, uh, like I literally bumped into the guy. I was like, oh my god, I'm so sorry. He's like, oh yeah. We, you know, we talked for a minute, and I was like, I was like, you're freaking amazing. You know that? He's like, thanks, dude. He's like, this is all kind of new. <laughs> <laughs> He's like, it's weird that people even recognize me. You know, because I'm, you know, shorter, and you know, my brother is like the more well-known guy. I'm like. Pfft. It's hilarious too, because like he he plays those like motion capture required characters, but yeah. he also will appear as himself, like in certain roles too. Like he showed up as one of the Ravagers, yeah. in Guardians, but he yeah. was also like all of the body work for Rocket. Yeah, yeah, and he's like, like so good. Yeah, you know, and, and because I think because he's not like his face isn't in the limelight constantly. You know, like I think that makes him more approachable. Mm-hmm. You know, like but it's not just that they they get egos about it either though. It's like. Right. Like Jason Momoa, I talked to Jason for like a half an hour um, when he was touring, doing Comic-Cons after, uh, well, during Game of Thrones, actually, when mm-hmm. he was still, it was like the first or second season, when it was before he died, or right after, anyway. Spoiler alert. You know. um, like, he was like, we talked for a long time, and he was a very nice guy, and it was funny, because we were sitting there talking around the fire pit, and these women are orbiting us like satellites, like like just staring at him, you know, and, all that, and we, we were laughing about that, and, you know, but like... I couldn't imagine being able to have that conversation with him now because, like, he'd always have people around him or whatever, or he just doesn't, you know, he's, he's married now with kids, so he just kind of, when he when he's done with the show, he wants to go home. Right. You know, but you get the other artists that aren't like that, you know. Yeah. Like Henry Thomas, you know, the guy who played... Oh, guy, yeah. Guy played Elliot. Elliot. Yeah, we hung out and we did some bad stuff. That was fun. <laughs> <laughs> but, like, yeah, like, you know, the, I can't wait to see what the Suicide Squad does because it looks fantastic. Well, he already said he's pushing the suicide part of the the title more oh. than anything. Like, oh, like, like the comics. There's like, going to be people die all the time. A lot of death in this movie, he said, and it's going to be. He was like, he was like, you, you're not going to be shocked at who's dying. Yeah, you're going to be shocked at how many people are alive at the end of the movie. Like, <laughs> you're going to be shocked like that. The number of people that you start with. It gets down to like this. Oh yeah, I mean, not I, polka dot man. He's such a well-known guy. He's gonna get murdered. <laughs> he's gonna get torn in half. Uh, oh my god. TDK, uh, Nathan Fillion. He's going. He's going out in the first scene he's in. I bet. Oh yeah, I'm sure. Michael Rooker's getting murdered. <laughs> Poor Michael Rooker. He's uh, <laughs> what's his name? Um, the dude from SNL. Uh, Pete Davidson, he's getting murdered. Oh, Pete. We- Weasel is getting murdered. Mm-hmm. Like, I-, I guarantee you, like, the only people that are making it out of this movie are probably Rick Flagg. Mm-hmm. Freaking, um... Margot Robbie, uh, Harley, and, um, I think Boomerang might die. 
I think I really think Boomerang might die. There's been a couple of Boomerangs in the comics, I think, right? So I think you might be okay. Unless I'm thinking of the Marvel. I think they're just gonna kill him just because. <laughs> and then I don't. I think I feel like they would kill Bloodsport. He's, I don't know. He's, he's new in this movie, but I feel and it's Idris Elba, but I feel like that's enough reason to kill him. It's like it's Idris Elba. He never dies. That's true. Let's kill him. You know, <laughs> like, you know, he used to sell pot when he was a doorman at uh, SNL. That's awesome. <laughs> He used to sell weed to people. Uh, allegedly. 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 According to Joe Rogan, allegedly. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, Idris, Idris is cool. Yeah, we, we got... Yeah, so we got Suicide Squad next week. We got Shang-Chi and, like... That's going to be interesting. That's in, like, a month. Because that's an relatively... And like, it's a... For comic book geeks, it's a well-known character. Yeah. But for somebody, for people that aren't comic book geeks, it's probably not. I mean, I'm I'm hyped for him because he's like the strongest human. Oh yeah, like that's that's not powered mm-hmm. technically. Like yep. he doesn't need the power to be on like an Iron Fist level. Like Iron Fist needs the power like of that dragon. Like, yeah, Shang Chi doesn't need that power. Like he's he just is. The best martial artist Danny in the world. Danny had to deep fist that dragon's butthole. Yeah, that he, he had to like charge it up in the, charge in the up dragon the ass. And now I got that dragon ass. <laughs> <laughs> He's holding his fist up and the dragon's all like slinking away. Like, dude, oh, 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 hi. Yeah, we got. Thought we were my boy. <laughs> his movie in a month. We got uh, Eternals in November. That's going to be cool, too. What if I think is the end of this month? Really? Um, that's going to be the cartoon series, yeah, the roto- and it's all canon. It's all rotoscoping it, weirdness, it's, I think. It's going to be, gonna be cool. completely in canon universe multiverse because stuff. of the Loki series. Yeah. They said all of it is connected. Like So we might see some stuff that actually leads into movie material. I am willing to lay down money, hard cash, that the, mar- that the zombie stuff fucking explodes <laughs> because <laughs> like, it's so they're gonna do a zombie good. series because it's so good Those... well they already showed tony and cap are zombies in yep. that series so you gotta wonder to what extent is the zombies what if gonna play out i mean the the comics were really good it's brutal they went i was just reading oh, it the other day it's so good i've reread that series so many times the marvel zombies you know listen to me listen to me stop stop driving pull over listen <laughs> You stop and listen. You guys at the at the warehouse, you put that pop down. I'm listen I know you're listening to me right now. Listen to me. <laughs> Matthew, stop. Hey. Put it down. <laughs> Andrew, make him stop. Listen to me. Go read Marvel Zombies. That stuff is really it's a really good series. It's so funny. I can't explain to you how good that series is. It's it's very funny and it's disgusting and hilarious and just ridiculous. I mean, there's nothing quite like Spider Man, <laughs> like being fully sentient and aware that he's like eating people. Oh my god! Yeah, it's That's horrifying. Horrible. Or like the like Bruce Banner trying not to turn back. Yeah, trying try not trying to stay the Hulk because every, every time he turns back to Banner, his stomach shrinks down. And yep. the, Hulk, the Hulk ate so many people yep. that his stomach just pops open with because it's so gross <laughs> and then he starts eating the stuff that's coming out of his stomach it's like ah! yeah, it's so nasty <laughs> it's so hilarious or oh like ego the living planet getting munched on oh. like inch at a time they're oh just God, like that's awesome <laughs> i mean the thing with the marvel zombies for anybody that has not read it yet is like they get an, it starts with an infection you know it's obviously from a different universe from a different from but... a different universe quote unquote and it looks like I'm not going to ruin it for you, but it looks like a well-known comic book character, but by the end of the series, it's oh, actually yeah. not who you thought it was. 
you know, um, even though he has a pastiche of a, but like basically with the with the zombies, like they they get they hunger for brains and flesh, and they eat it, and when they, after they eat it for a short period of time, they revert back to like mentally who they were, like they're aware, like oh my god, the hunger yeah. is gone. What have I done? What the hell have I done? So Pete, like Peter Parker's like, I ate my Aunt May. Oh my god, ah, I ate my Aunt May. My Aunt May. What have I done? And then you know. Within like you know ten to fifteen minutes, the, the hunger takes over again. He'll still be quipping though while he's oh, like, in hunger mode. Like, oh yeah, he's like, oh no, this is so delicious. I shouldn't like this, but I totally do. <laughs> he's like, <laughs> he's like eating somebody alive. They're well, like, I like ah. when he when he opens the they show him he opens the the, the window of the Daily Bugle and you see Joe Joe James is like no no <laughs> Peter's like I'm gonna enjoy this. <laughs> 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 it's so awesome, and then you get like Quicksilver running around the planet, biting every possible. Oh yeah, like it's can. over. Like once he, he got it, that's like, why like like it happened everywhere at once because he literally ran around the planet biting everybody. <laughs> they did the same thing with the uh, the DC zombies. Like the second Flash got it, it was over. Yeah, like and uh, yeah for Marvel though it was it was funny who they decided was going to be the holdout characters that were going to be survival. But some of them like, were random. Like it the was Vulture? Like, well Magneto, <laughs> Magneto, oh, Magneto. Yeah. It's like. He'd be good for a minute, but, like, the second somebody that's fast gets it, like, it's over for yep. you, dude. Like, unless you're just flying at all times. Well, that's why they kept him up an asteroid now. Right. For that. Yeah. It's, and it's interesting, too, that series, you know, the, as you go from artist to artist, because it went to the Ultimate Universe. Yeah. For a while. And that it was, like, drawn really weirdly, like... Yeah. Good. Like, like, like realistic, which I hated that, you know. Yeah, it was ultra-realistic in some note, of it. Do we fucking need the Ultimates? Do we need that fucking universe with Bro Thor? There's only a couple like, really good things to come out of the Ultimates. Cannibal Hulk. I really, <laughs> I really, well, we wouldn't have Miles if it weren't for the Ultimate universe. We got well, the Maker, right? Reed I Richards. love the Maker. He's one of the evil, best villains we've Reed, ever had. Evil Reed Richards. He is so good. Oh my god. He, he was pivotal to the Venom Carnage thing recently, but he like. He's actually sick. Like I love him. Like his his inclusion up. to everything. Yeah. It's like, damn. Like that's it's actually a genius idea. Like Reed Richards <laughs> is like the smartest guy. Yeah. But like, if he were evil, we'd be fucked. <laughs> it's so um, awesome. Ultimate Universe is known for a lot of bad, but like, Black Nick Fury. Thank you, Samuel oh, yeah. Jackson. That was good. I like Thank that. you, Samuel yeah. Jackson. You. Like you didn't like the David it's, Hasselhoff. It's one? funny because <laughs> Samuel Jackson is the influence behind uh, Black Nick Fury. Yeah, but Black Nick Fury was a thing before Samuel Jackson was Nick Fury. Yep, that's oh, yeah. hilarious. That's awesome. Like you, you didn't like he that. inspired the thing that he became. You didn't like the Hoff being being Nick Fury. No, <laughs> no. <laughs> I don't. I don't like generic white guy Fury that we've had for oh, that, so long. Honestly, it was so bad. It's so David yeah. Hasselhoff has anything but Michael Knight. Just needs to not. You know. Yeah, like <laughs> please no. Oh Hoff. Oh Hoff. But uh. I thought okay, so I th- I thought Brothor as a concept was stupid. Yeah, he has moments where I'm like, holy shit, this is the coolest fucking thing on the planet. Majority of the time, I'm like, what the fuck is happening? <laughs> but like those those little moments, I'm like, dude, this is sick. Like I'll freak out about it. But uh, and and Tony kind of sucked during the Ultimates. Uh, Cap was eh, during the Ultimates. Yeah, it was but just- like. 
don't know. They were they were underwhelming, and yeah. it was like they concentrated so much on the artwork and how incredible it was at the storyline. Yeah, it was of, it was supposed to be something new and and edgy and whatever. Thor was like one of the only ones though. I feel like it was like they were gonna change him, but like. By the end of the whole thing, yeah. he was still essentially the same. He looked like Thunderstrike <laughs> from the 90s with the ponytail, right? Yeah. And the goatee at, and the At mustache. one point, he looked just like that. And it was kind of... It's like it's a cute homage for a second. And then right. Like, uh... Man, the new Thor? <laughs> Holy shit, he is sick. He showed up in uh, in this whole like King in Black uh, event. And he like he was fighting Null like, one-on-one. Oh. N- Null kind of fucked him up. But like... He came back at one point when Noel wasn't looking, and he rocked him with Mjolnir and broke his bottom jaw off. He, like, busted it. It was so (laughs) sick. But, like, the way he looked when he showed up, bro, it was like they were, like, Noel had already dominated Earth pretty much. Yeah. And, like, they were like, dude, we're screwed. Like, Storm is up there. She's the only electric source we have, and that's, like, the only thing that we can use against, like, all these symbiotes. And then she got, like, assimilated, and they were like, Fuck! And then Thor just, and he like, he's wearing like the sickest armor you've ever seen him wear, and he just like rips through everything in like a second. But then Null's like, "I'm tired of you." I just started fucking him up. But you know, six one six has been like, if you look at the totality of six one six, it's fifty fifty. Yeah, because early six one six has a lot of problems. Oh, like, tons! Oh no, they've had to retcon so much shit too. Because like Hank Pym's like, a wife beater. Oh and yeah, like, totally. You're, you like, got, you're like, oh my god, John, Hank. So Ant Man's great. This is a great movie. This is a great. Who, let's Tony go to, Stark's let's go to the wiki. Ra- Don't go to the wiki. Never. <laughs> Tony Stark's a raging alcoholic still. Oh yeah. Like, oh yeah. He's got problems. And then the Marvel zombies who said one alternate Marvel zombie universe were like, he's a. Uh, he, he develops this uh, 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 nano, this nanite stuff that will nanobots that'll kill to destroy cancer, yep. Yep. and they'll they're good at destroying the zombies. But like it's only there's only enough. It's like a, a bottle full of it, so he drinks it like it's whiskey, and then barfs on a bunch of zombies as they're eating him. <laughs> you know, and, like that's how he goes out. Like <laughs> that's so ridiculous. But that this, the sight of Jim Rhodes uh, wearing that the yeah. 1970s Iron Man, you know, the Mark like yep. uh, three or whatever, it looked good. It was cool. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, like man, and there's been a lot of stuff. Like you, you look back on it, you're like, wow, really, wow. <laughs> I mean, there's a lot. Like the but it's six- a sign of the times, though, right? You know, if yeah. you think about it. So, I mean, the writers, it's like the old Star Trek writers, right? Like in the '60s, they were writing episodes based on what they liked when they were kids, and when they were kids, it was like the 1920s and 30s and 40s. So you're, you're looking at like. You know the like Flash Gordon serials and shit like that, and westerns, which is why you know like Gene Roddenberry was like you know Wagon Train to the Stars and all that shit. Right. And a lot of the episodes are really like if you go and watch some of the old Flash Gordon stuff, and then you watch Star Trek, you can see the parallels and where they got the ideas from. Mm -hmm. You know Jim Kirk as this hero who's kind of a jerk sometimes. Not really outright. He's never outright a jerk, but like you know. Like to get a to get a woman to calm down, he slaps her. Yeah, you know, like like that's a that's a thing that helps. It's like oh great, <laughs> but that's typical of 
the you know, that's the, 40s the times, though. These crazy dames showing their ankles like that. How dare they? Yeah, give them back of the hand. They'll be happier when they're back, back in the kitchen. Look at this new egg grater she got. You know, like, what the <laughs> fuck kind of thinking is that? Jesus Christ. The advertisements that used to be on, like, the newspaper back then of, like, you know, if you ever, you know, if your, your wife ever decides to speak out of line, send her to the kitchen. Ever make some peanut butter and jellies with Jif. <laughs> oh, my God. And it's like, oh, okay, that's where this was going. <laughs> Great. I watched a thing on TikTok the other day. Of, uh, it was like an ad somebody had posted. It was like the woman was smoking in the kitchen and using a new egg beater. And it's like, this is the kitchen of the future. And she's like, it's an egg beater, egg separator. You know, and the cigarette, this, this thing's holding the cigarette and blowing the smoke out the window or whatever. Uh-huh. And then it turns to the, uh, you know, it's like, and look on the wall. What's the newest paper towel holder? Where Mammy will give you a, a dose of southern, southern hospitality every time you take a paper towel. And it's this horrible, <laughs> racist caricature of a black woman. Oh, no. You know, like, with, with, like, oversized lips and everything, holding the paper towel. And they called her Mammy. Oh, and no. And I'm like, holy shit, that's horrible. Aggressively racist. Oh, it's yeah, it's just... Uh, you look at that stuff, and, you know, and so comics are the same way. You look at the comics from the 60s and 70s, and it's like, the 70s, it chilled out a lot. Yeah. And they were always very progressive, I think, in some respects, as far as, like, creating comic, characters. Uh, comic creation was always following the more progressive side. Oh, but you still, like, you read it, and you're like, whoa. Sometimes it's like, what did you... Sometimes things weren't progressive mm-hmm. yet, so it's like... No, yeah. <laughs> it's like before those concepts were even talked about. Like, yeah. yeah, it's like you look at, like, a person, a, a kid, like a 19-year-old kid... Going back nowadays to then and, and being immersed in that culture, they would be freaked out at how much racism, right. homophobia, outright lying, you know, cigarettes have vitamins in them, you know, like shit like that. Like, they'd lose their minds. <laughs> well, I mean, you got to understand, though, that like modern civilization is recent in human history. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. everything that we think is normal society is recent, like past like 500 600 years oh yeah totally before so, like, then it was like i'm gonna kill you and take that sandwich buddy seriously you know? <laughs> like it was it was bad like, and maybe if the king said don't do it you're cool but otherwise like if i can get away with it you i mean like it, i'm gonna murder you 500 years ago the conquering wave of humanity was still going on oh yeah like, settling and you know killing people and moving yeah oh yeah like that's crazy to think about that like we're in 2021 right now yeah we're in the third millennium and and right and like just half of a millennium ago, we were dealing with conquerors. Yep. Like, like they just come in and, and kill all the men, take the women, and, and all of a sudden they're the people that live there, you know? Right. Like, I mean, look at the, well, you know, it was kind of like with the Roman era, you know, like they were, they just spread out across everywhere and did the same thing, you know? So. I wonder, we're coming up in 16, 17 years now, from now. We're coming up on the hundred year anniversary of like Superman and Batman. Oh yeah, and all that. That's that's close. That's crazy. And yeah, nineteen thirty three, right? Was that yeah, something like that? Around the thirty seven, thirty three. I think it's thirty seven. Uh, was Action Comics I, number one? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, that's the one where Superman's lifting the car. Yeah. Um, I think it's thirty seven, but uh, we're coming up on it, and like. I don't know. There's part of me that wonders, like, are they... Is there ever going to be a point where Batman is not the Batman that we've had for a hundred years? Like, without going into a different Earth, are we just going to... Is there going to be a point where we do a fresh wipe entirely and say, this guy is a new... Oh, it was June of 38 is when it was, yeah. 38, okay. June of 38. Yeah. So, like, yeah, it just makes me wonder, like, 
is there ever going to be a point where because like the, the when we got rebirth batman they kind of explained that like all of the continuity of batman up until that point was kind of true they just cherry picked the best stories put them into that canon and then left out all the filler bs from the last hundred years whatever but like that rebirth batman went through nightfall he went through the crisis he went through like all these really big stories that you know dc's had over the years are we ever going to get a point where it's a new batman from beginning to end like i don't think so because at that point you're just creating a new superhero you know what i mean right but at a hundred years you got this one character has a hundred years of history no humans pass in a hundred years. I know, but I mean, I think that's why, like, they're just gonna—they reboot it. They're just gonna keep rebooting it because it's at that point you've got—he's—he's he's a part of like the zeitgeist of an entire, yeah, you know, like population. I mean, everybody knows who Batman and Superman is. You know, what I mean, they might not even know much about them. That's what—that's what's so weird to me. It's like we think about time like it's so close to where we are presently, and it's like. Dude, like, people weren't even aware of who Hitler was when oh, yeah. Batman was created. Oh, no. And then, well, it's, it's like, think about this, too. Like, you and I are going to be dust in the grave. Yeah. And, and people, it's still going to be a thing. But people can listen to this. They can hear our voices. It's crazy. You know, and they're going to be like, man, Steve talked funny. <laughs> <laughs> How did Michael to- tolerate it? Mike's laugh is booming. That's awesome. He's got a great radio voice. God, but it's, you know, that's one of those, yeah, time is, when it comes to comics and stuff, is It's so really strange weird. to think about. And so you know we've got like different iterations. You're gonna, I mean, look at look at Suicide Squad right now coming out, right? Yeah, that's a really interesting take on the old Suicide Squad comics that came out. It's yeah. still really kind of violent and bloody, but it's way more like it's way more polished than the comics I think ever were. You right. Know? Well, did you hear? Uh, did you see what David Ayer was just saying? Yeah. So the guy that made the first Suicide Squad movie. Yeah. He was like. Uh, well, there was the um, there was a lot of news recently just about comic movies and all that shit in general because uh, Scarlett Johansson suing Disney. Oh yeah, I saw that because of they they promised Marvel promised her a theater release exclusively, and Disney was like, and no, they we're were okay. like, no, we're going half and half. Yeah, Disney doesn't give a crap, and it's like. Uh, she was paid twenty million for the okay. yeah like I, like I'm sorry you miss out on another five million. She needs to not, like yeah, I'm this, sorry you're not gonna have food in your pl- on your plate tonight because you're missing out on five million. <laughs> I thought the same thing. I read that article and I'm like, you know what? I understand the principle of it. But this were, movie was supposed to come out a year and a half ago. If it's in a contract, you let your lawyers handle it. What, what yeah. she just did publicly made sure she will never. She's be not Scarlet. gonna be. She'll never be Scarlet Black Widow, bro. No, nope, never. She's gonna, not Black Widow. Yeah. And that sucks. I mean, maybe that was her way of getting out of the role. But now there's other people doing the same thing, though. Like, uh, um, Emma Stone went at Disney about uh, Cruella. She's about to sue them about Cruella. Interesting. Because that movie is supposed to have the same deal. And that was with Disney specifically, not Marvel through or anything. It was straight to Disney. Um, and then Gerard Butler, out of nowhere, what? was like, I'm owed money for, like, uh, Angel Has Fallen or something like that. It was, it was like, out of nowhere. He was like, let me just jump in on this suing everybody. Who madness. even knows who he is except for, like, boomers? L- L- like, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, I mean, he really does very little to keep his uh, attention known. But, uh, yeah, all that's been happening. But, um, all this James Gunn Suicide Squad hype just started popping off, and, uh, he was like, I don't want to take away from 
his hype or anything. But but I'm gonna just throw it out there that my movie was not my movie. Like uh. my Suicide Squad was a serious in tone, very like like right to the point Suicide Squad movie that wasn't like two hours of radio songs and cringy dialogue. <laughs> He he was like that. That was not my movie. Um, I'm cons- I've considered lawsuits or whatever, but it's not even worth it to me. Yeah. He was like the studio completely hijacked that movie from me, and he was like, if you if you heard any radio songs in that movie, which you sh- I'm sure you did, because like the whole movie was loaded with songs. They yeah. did an Eminem song in there. They threw a Twenty One Pilots or whatever the fuck song. They threw a um, I, I mean, there's a lot of yeah, songs. Yeah, there's in that a movie. lot of like, they like a lot every of other scene has a song. Yeah. Um. Well, they were they were talking about marketing. It was all marketing, yeah. and the the album for that movie probably did better than the movie on sales. <laughs> to be <laughs> so honest, true though. It's sad but true. But like, he was like, dude, I have like several hours worth of score for this movie. And not a single wow. second of it played in, really? in the movie. No shit. He was like, I had a, a composer, came in, did phenomenal work. And the studio was like, no, we're going to just slap songs over these scenes. It's going to make it fun. That's crazy. It's, and it's if you watch the first trailer of the movie, when they first revealed it at the con, at the Comic Con, um, I think it was back in like 2015, um, and then you watch the final trailer in like 2016, it's like... They're not even the same movie. Like it's it's like you can tell they went out of their way. And because remember, everybody's big hype about the movie at the time was Joker and that moment where he's like, "I'm not gonna kill you. Yeah. I'm just gonna hurt you really yeah. bad." Yeah. And it was like that was such a good Joker line, and the oh, way yeah. he delivered it was so creepy and good. And then you get into the movie, and it's not the same take of that line, and it looks more goofy and playful, and it's like, uh, and then they turn that whole scene into some kind of weird, like, emo, like, montage, and it was like, why? Very, very weird. Yeah, I don't really, uh... Like, I, I think I'm at a point where I feel like I don't care if you drop a good or bad product, give the director creative control of his project well they're getting to the point now these studios are, are screwing up and, and because what's going to happen is like right now they could make these movies without the studios they, yeah, yeah. They, they have to pay the celebrities and that's where the studio bankroll comes in right but sooner or later you know the celebrities are going to be like well we'll do it for this you know whatever yeah. and it'll be indie films and yeah. They'll produce it in their in well, their den, and a lot of know. a lot of actors are already like, "Fuck it, I'll yeah. do an indie film for a hundred k." Yeah, and so you wind Fuck up, it. and it's it's like a hundred k without you know they have to pay anybody, right? You know they're not cutting it up, and it's you're gonna wind up with more films going. You know, it's not like it used to be where if it went direct to video it was considered shit. Now if it's if it's released on Netflix or it's released on streaming you know services or whatever, that's huge. Right, they make some major bank. You know, and the more streaming services that are willing to buy movies like that, the better off you're going to be. And you're going to see these major studios just folding. Yeah. Because stars aren't going to want to work for them anymore because they're like, well, I'm putting all this effort in. I'm learning these lines. I'm recording a movie, and the movie looks like this, but the movie that gets put out looks completely different because some studio execs went in, had them chop it up, had them change the music, had them change the background. They filmed scenes with people when I wasn't even there, but apparently they're acting with me. Right. You know, so it, it, they can literally take a character and make take it like a rom com. You know, like somebody thinks they're they're filming a romantic comedy and they're saying all these lines, and then like 
the studio can go, no, 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 no. I want it to be more like a like a serious like thing. And then make yeah, your you just make change your the whole thing. Yeah, make your character look, make that character look this way. So they have another actor come in and film a bunch of stuff. They they face switch the person with the you know da da da. Yeah. Well, look like with what they did with the. Uh, uh, Tig, uh, they put her in that one. Oh movie. yeah, she com- they completely replaced uh, Chris D'Elia, and you couldn't even tell. No, that it, it happened. It was because I, I love that. Oh, that I love the, I, the, the her inclusion into that movie. I thought was really good. I love and, Tig. She's and, so and I was funny. like when when I saw the behind the scenes, and they were like. Like Batista was like, I never met her. Yeah, it's crazy. I right? was like, huh? Yeah, you're in like twelve scenes with her, bud. That technology isn't new. I mean, look at look what right. That, you see Disney or Lucasfilm hired that one kid that did the YouTube, the deep fakes, deep fakes, awesome. Because it was better than because it was they paid. so good. They paid like tens of thousands of dollars from studio people, and this do. kid did it for free on his computer. And you gotta wonder if it's because he's younger and he knew he knew what he was doing, and the, the person, the whole. Group that was doing it before for the other. I mean, not that that was a yeah, terrible like Mark probably Hamill, grandfathered Lucasfilm uh, like animators. Yep, and they they were like, "This is the best I can do," and they were like, "All right, that's cool." Yeah, you're the you're the blah blah blah. You're the VP of it. You're the executive of it. You say this is the best. Well, let's do even it. back yeah. in like Attack of the Clones days, like, um, what's the guy that played Count Dooku's name? Um, oh, Christopher Lee. Yes, yeah. he um, he said like. You know, I, I I I'm a fencer. I know how to do this anyway. Yeah. yeah. And that goes into my character because they're making my character a more fencing related yeah, yeah, dual yeah. Uh, Sith. And like he was like, the thing is, like, there's scenes that I'm shooting that I know are going to be altered mm. um, by by this this graphics uh, interface or whatever. And they're like, um, like George Lucas said, like at this point. Theoretically, I could make a Star Wars movie without any of the actors here, because That's I right. have face scans of everybody, yep. and they are accurate. And it's like, you never got a face scan of young Luke, so when it comes time for Mandalorian season two and yep. Luke shows up, what do you do? Yeah, I mean, like you could just get grab the guy that did the face scans of those guys and see if he can do his best to just take images from the movie and mold that, but. It, it literally deep faking just took his whole job pretty much yeah. at that point. Yeah, it's 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 amazing. The deep fake stuff is kind of funny, but yeah. So the I don't know. So we got what we got: Suicide Squad, we got Shang Chi. What um, if? What if? Eternals. The Eternals. Spider Man. Oh, it's pissing me off too because <laughs> that movie's like four months and like eighteen days away right now. Yeah. And no trailer. Real, yeah, that's right. They haven't. There's these there's fake trailers out there, like yep. left and right. There's no trailer for no Spider-Man. actual trailer, and Ridiculous. they're 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 saying like one of two things is possible. One, they're gonna delay the movie mm. because like it's just taking them too long to do certain things. Two, the fan theories that have popped up are so good. Oh no, that they're redoing big parts of this movie to yeah. make it true what the fans are saying because it's like the fan hype around Toby and Andrew coming yeah. in and helping Tom and yeah. taking care of all these villains from all the movies and whatever that's all based on fan theory and fan rumors and fan leaks and whatever and it's like if the if those things aren't true this movie could flop horrendously just off of the fact that people expected it to be expected it to be this. I mean, it's the same thing that happened with the sequel trilogy of Star Wars. The yeah. the expectation was up here, and what they got was right here. Yeah. And it's like 
it's not bad. No. But it's not meeting your expectations, so you're automatically like, that shit was fucking trash. Yeah, it's like, like, yeah exactly. People wanted Heir to the Empire, and they're like, you can't really make Heir to the Empire. You can't. You can't do it. It's physically impossible. Right. The, actors, <laughs> the actors are like 40 years too old. Jackass, right. You know. Right. You need to de-age them, make it look like Shatner, that horrible uh, tra- uh, oh, no. uh, advertisement he did where he yeah. looked like somebody took his face and pulled it over a watermelon. <laughs> 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 it just looks so stretched out and weird. Um, oh my god! Yeah, we. Oh, so that'll be. We got a lot to look forward to, dude. So, and guess, that's just this year. That's like, just this year. Yeah, I know. Not even next, next year, year. We got more. I, I think Loki season two's already been filming, and nice. They'll, they'll probably drop that next year. Boba's uh, the the Boba series is December. Um, the Boba Fett. Um, Disney Plus series. Don't we have a Game of Thrones prequel series coming soon? I I thought they were filming I heard that they were doing that, and I don't know what their plan is for that, but but I heard they were casting at least. I don't know if they're filming at the moment. Look at that Last of Us movie's coming out too, right? The the HBO series. Yeah, Um, that'll be soon. Uncharted, uh, the game, getting its own movie. Uh, Tom Holland being main character. With Mark Wahlberg being the side to him. What about No, No Monkey Island? (laughs) <laughs> Remember I confused that with Monkey Island? I was like, they're making a movie out of that? What? Monkey Island? That was a ooh, weird games in the 90s. Monkey Island? <laughs> I mean, there's a lot of things shit. that just shouldn't be. I don't go out of my That's boxes. That's one of them. That's bad. I really got to start reading and doing other stuff. Like I, go, I don't go out of my boxes very often. You need to get out of the, the imaginary box. Yeah, right? You need to get It's <laughs> ridiculous. So, yeah, that's, it's a lot to talk We got a lot to look forward to. I can't wait. Well, next time we'll probably talk about some gaming and see what Mike's been playing lately. I haven't been playing shit. I've been playing a lot. I've been playing a lot of Atari. Do, 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 do. No, I'm yeah. I've, <laughs> I've actually been playing Dragon Warrior on NES. Oh, yeah. It's fun. It's so, like, cathartic and simple. Yeah. It's such a simple game. And, you know, I mean, I played that literally in 1987, and it's like, it's oh, so cathartic. God. I love that game. <laughs> it was a horrible thing to rent, though, because you'd rent it, you'd be playing for a while. You're like, oh, man, I got the Rimidar. I got the key. Oh, it's Sunday night. Oh. oh I, gotta, I gotta take this back. Oh. Damn it. And then you'd rent it again like the next weekend hoping your save file was on there, but no, some jackass went in there and deleted it all. Yeah. You're like, ah, oh, son of a bitch. All Thanks. right. <laughs> well, we'll catch you guys on the flip side. Follow us on uh, Twitter at, at DFAM Podcast. Follow us on Instagram at, at DCAM, DFAM Podcast. <laughs> Follow us everywhere on DFAM Podcast. Tell your friends. Tell your family. Don't tell grandma because we're not appropriate for grandma. Nah. Except for my mom. I love you, mom. You know, she listens to me. <laughs> I feel bad for her. Because every time I say booby, she's, I'm just like, oh, no. <laughs> oh, no. So, all right. We'll catch you on the flip side. Peace. Peace. do it on my own so i gotta get through it and the only thing i know is to love what i'm doing never give up never slow till i finally prove it never listen to the no's i just want to keep moving keep my head up when i act head up that's a fact never looking back i'ma keep myself on track keep my head up staying strong always moving on feel i don't belong tell my thoughts to move along push myself to be the best die with no regrets live with every breath
regrets See my message start to spread And I had so many dreams Then you hit your teens Life ain't really what it seems Try to find out what it means Always do it on my own So I gotta get through it And the only thing I know Is to love what I'm doing Never give up, never slow Till I finally prove it Never listen to the no's I just wanna keep moving Yeah, I put out all this art It's my only medicine, yeah Everything I do I'm just being genuine Yeah, I'm sick of being screwed, feel my own adrenaline Yeah, I do just what I do, and I hope you let me in, let me in, yeah I'm grateful, oh yeah, able, oh yeah, I'm stable, oh yeah, no label, oh yeah, you know me I want the real stuff, everybody listen up Cause I'll only say it once, I'm gonna show you all the path If you want it bad, I'm gonna show you where it's at Yeah, how you can get it back, yeah, cause I ain't never done I'll be number one, working hella hard until I get just what I want Yeah, rise just like the sun, yeah, fatal like a gun Shooter's gonna shoot and I'm gonna shoot until I fall I'm always do it on my own, so I gotta get through it And the only thing I know is to love what I'm doing Never give up, never slow, till I finally prove it Never listen to the no's, I just wanna keep moving Yeah, I put out all this art, it's my only medicine, yeah Everything I do, I'm just being genuine Yeah, I'm sick of being screwed, feel my own adrenaline Yeah, I do just what I do, and I hope you let me in, let me in, yeah Stable, oh yeah, no label, oh yeah, you know me, I have only a path, I'm lonely, but damn, 